Hi, this is Katie Simpson from Finding Your True Singing Voice. Thank you so much for joining us here. Have you always wanted to sing but just haven't got the confidence? And you've always wanted to join a choir or sing for your own pleasure or sing in a band? Whatever it is, you will find things to help you here. So do share this episode with your friends, family or loved ones, those who also want to sing and let's sing together. Hi there. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about myths that many people have about singing. So many people say to me, oh, I can't sing because I'm tone deaf or I'm too old or I can't hit the high notes anymore. I'm past it. (laughs) There are so many myths out there and um, I'm longing to help you to sing. If you have it in your heart to sing, I really, really want to be able to help you to find that voice that's in you and let it out. It really saddens me that there are masses of people who have just been stymied, if that's the right word, with these myths that either other people have told them or they've told themselves. And it really, really saddens me because singing is just such a natural, wonderful way to express ourselves. It brings us so much comfort and joy. It fills us with good endorphins and adrenaline. It gives us a sense of community. It helps our brain function. There's absolutely masses of things that it it gives to us and that's just us. But if you have your voice inside you that's just locked in there and you've never let it out because of one reason or another, you're hiding that talent and that gift that you can give to others and singing can give so much pleasure to others. Maybe it's just you singing along with your family or maybe it's not you giving an actual performance it's just other people joining in with you maybe at church um i really want to help you to sing to find your voice and to just go for it and who cares what you think you may sound like or who cares what other people may think you sound like um once you do it you will start improving and with a little bit of help and learning the five pillars of singing that I've developed it's really easy to make massive improvements. So the first thing I want to do for you is to bust those myths that are stopping you or stopping somebody that you love from singing. So I have a free video all about this and in this podcast I'm just going to skim over it very briefly and I'll put the description of the in of the link I'll put the link of the free video in the description underneath so you can find that. So there are many many myths and I am just going to just focus on a few here in the video I talk about at least 14 of them and I'm just going to talk about the main ones that I come across 
So number one singing myth, I'm tone deaf. So many people say this and it's absolutely not true. There are some people who have a real serious hearing problem or a serious disability to go with that and it means that they can't differentiate one note between another one. Um, a typical example of that is a siren. Nino, Nino, Nino. They can't tell that those are different notes. And there's a very, very small minority of people who that is the case for. And even with them, it's possible with a number of them to change that so that they can actually hear the different notes. They just do it in a different way. And I'm thinking particularly about a lady called Evelyn Glennie. She's now Dame Evelyn Glennie. She's one of the most amazing percussionists in the world. She's one of the top and she is deaf. Um, she became deaf when she was in her very early teens and it was just the time where she was beginning to find her love of music and her ability in performing and she was learning the piano and as she started learning her hearing started going at the same time until she just couldn't hear anything and she was absolutely distraught but thank god that her piano teacher had the nous and the understanding to work around it. And so what they did in a very shortened version, you can read her book, it's fascinating, is she would sit on the floor, I believe, in, in the room behind the upright piano so she could hear the vibrations or feel the vibrations through the wall, through the floor. And I think she would put her hands against the wall, maybe her whole body against the wall. And he would play completely contrasting notes, so maybe one really high note, one really low note. And he would say to her, where do you feel that in your body? And so she'd say, I can feel that from my heel down to my toe, my whole foot can feel that. Well, that's that note. Okay, I'll play this note. Where do you feel that? Well, I can feel that in the end of my big toe right well that's that this note and they built it up from that so even somebody like that who's totally deaf she has the most incredible performing and teaching career um through working that out so there's really no excuse for the massive majority of people saying your tone deaf is not true People think that they're tone deaf because a variety of reasons, but one of the main things is that they can't control their voice very well. And often that's because when they're young, they, the teacher has taught them songs in the class very, at a very high pitch, and some people's voices aren't that high. Some children, when they're really young they do sing quite high don't they but there are other children who have much deeper voices so their voices weren't able to control those high pitches so they didn't know what to do so often people like that flip down to another octave you know so 
instead of going ba ba black sheep, they'd go ba ba black sheep. And if they're not used to finding an octave lower, they might just find a few notes lower so it doesn't quite fit. And then they're called tone deaf, and it's it's such a shame. Um, so with practice, with a great teacher, and often it helps to to have a teacher who's got the same voice type as you. So for a, a man with a fairly low voice, go to a male teacher with a fairly low voice or, you know, whatever. So men often who have pitch difficulties find it difficult to pitch ladies who are in a completely different pitch range. Um, also people who have difficulty pitching, they find it difficult to pitch to an instrument, particularly a piano. Because if you play a piano note, and, and this goes for more, less electronic pianos and more real pianos, traditional pianos. If you play a note, you think of inside a piano, there are all the strings. That's what happens. You, you play a key and it presses a little hammer inside the piano that hits the, the string. And when that string is hit, it doesn't just play one note. What most of us who are tuned into it, they hear one note, but it's actually playing a whole load of harmonics, different notes within that one note. So some people can get very, when they're not attuned to it, they can get very confused because they're hearing loads of notes at the same time and they just find it really hard to pitch. And then maybe it's just because they find a different timbre difficult to pitch. So it's best for people who maybe think they're tone deaf, have a problem in pitching, it's best if they pitch to another singer with the same voice type as them. And then once they feel that they're getting the hang of it, then they can try and pitch to a piano. Um, so there are all these... Um, reasons why people say that they're tone deaf um, it's it's very very sad and often it's not their fault at all and when I'm teaching people who have difficulty in pitching so I will sing notes to them just one note and ask them to sing one note back and even before that I'll just ask them to hum a comfy note for them and try and hold that one note and then try and hold one that's a little bit lower, try and hold one that's a little bit higher. And so all these things just start helping them to find their voice. Another thing that's really helpful is doing what we call a siren. So not like the knee nor knee nor that I was telling you earlier about, but sirening with the voice means going up and down the whole range so sliding through the voice and when you do that you are starting to feel your voice to experiment with it to um, find your higher notes and find your lower notes and a lot of people have never ever done that with their voice so you can take the ing sound from sing and you can just say sing and you sort of say it in a sigh and you elongate the ing like this. 
sing so it's like a sigh sing and you just slide down very very gently and then you can slide down and up and down and up and just do it slowly then and just go through every single tiny inflection of note like that and so once you've found your range you've woken up your voice you found all these billions of notes then you can start to just focus on one note at a time hold that and then stop and then a different note and do them ones that you choose and then try and do one that somebody else chooses and then put a few together so anyway i'm talking quite a lot about that myth about i'm tone deaf it really is a crying shame when people think that so i really hope it's not you and if it is you or somebody you love just show them this podcast episode show them that free video that i've got and it will set them on the road to finding their voice which is such a wonderful wonderful feeling so another singing myth that's prevalent a lot of people say to me oh i'm too old now that that can be just a sort of excuse for i'm not really interested in bothering which is fine you know we all have the things that we like to spend our time in doing and we all can make the time and and get rid of excuses if we really want to do them but if if you want to sing you're not too old there are videos on youtube of very very elderly people singing incredibly well you know a lot of elderly people use their mus lose their muscle tone don't they and everyone does um as they get older you notice it in your face in your hands you start to get a bit wrinkly well our voices get a bit wrinkly too we lose our muscle tone so therefore the voice gets a little bit shaky and as we get older it can get more and more shaky but you can tone your muscles and that really helps to keep your voice young and it's some people can sound completely incredible when they're older so it's all about practice and the right sort of practice so there's a little phrase perfect practice makes perfect so just a tiny bit of practice every day or five days a week four days a week will make such a difference to toning your muscles so maybe you feel that you're fairly old at the moment and when you sing your voice does shake well you can start toning up your muscles and really improve that so please don't think that you're too old if you want to sing you can you can really improve your voice it is not difficult honestly it's just doing a little bit of practice regularly keeping that up and you know you will make massive improvements and it will be so much fun i've taught quite a number of pretty elderly people and i've seen 
a number of them go into choirs and absolutely have a fantastic time maybe they've only done it in school which was like 50 60 years ago um, and those memories stay there and they really want to join a choir and I've seen them having such a wonderful time in choir and getting a real new lease of life so don't let anyone tell you you're too old and don't say that to yourself please because it's not true so another thing that some people say to me is I've lost my high notes um, now if you've had an operation on your voice or near your voice and they've damaged your vocal chords then you might not be able to sing your high notes anymore they might just come out as a croaky sound and that is a real shame um, maybe if you smoked or dr drunk a lot of alcohol um, these things can affect the voice as well maybe you've had nodules on your vocal folds before or you've got them now you haven't had an operation but you have had these uh, polyps or nodules on your voice and they can affect the voice because they they're getting in the way of you your vocal folds being able to close and open properly and in, in time so with people who have overdone it in one way or another that can have an effect on the voice but even they can get their high notes back um, but with everybody else generally it's just a matter of that they're not practiced enough you know that they they haven't practiced reaching those high notes and they've suddenly tried to do them in their um, practice or their choir sessions and nothing comes out or it just squeaks or something like that that doesn't mean that you've lost your high notes forever you've just got to coax them back so most of us singers when we think of high notes we start tensing up before we've even done anything and then often when we sing and we're trying to get high notes we put our chin upwards in the air and hunch up our shoulders and screw up our face and just try and belt it out um, and it doesn't your body isn't very very kind to you very that it doesn't agree with what you're doing and something weird happens or you're so afraid of the high notes that you just lose all your control and just make a really breathy sound a lot of people make a very breathy sound when they sing high so there's a way of singing high notes and you have to trick your brain into thinking that you're not singing a high note so always as singers we need to think forward all the time and not up and down if we're used to reading music and we see the high notes going high up on the page and the low notes going down on the page we often follow it with our chin and our chin goes up for the high notes and down for the low notes and our voice just sounds like totally different voices whether we're singing high medium or low so we've got to think forward 
and in the early days if you're not used to doing that you have to think the opposite of what you're doing so if you strain up for your high notes you need to think to root yourself down imagine as you go up for a high note imagine dropping down in an es um not an escalator an elevator just dropping down or if you're stepping up to the high notes la 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 etc really imagine in your mind and you you can do this physically with your body if your imagination isn't strong enough actually step forward as if you're stepping down steps and every higher note that you go you step down you step down so as singers the more we use our imagination the more strong our imagination is the better it is for us actually um, another thing that I do with my pupils when singing high notes instead of straining forward nah, like that think of rowing and you're pulling your arms back and the crown of your head or your forehead goes forward not your chin so imagine you're pulling back with those row rowing oars <laughs> and your forehead is going forward as you go for the high notes if that doesn't work you can get you can tell what my singing lessons are like get um a pillow or a cushion and as you go for your high note pull the cushion back behind you and wang it as hard as you can against the wall or against the sofa as you go for your high notes so prepare by pulling that cushion or fluffy ball or whatever it is something that's not going to damage your house pull it back as you prepare and then go for your high note and throw that and it just stops us getting in the way of what we're doing so i hope these things helped few singing myths there I hope I've helped bust for you so do go down to the comments see the free video it should really really help you to find your true singing voice I hope you have a great day do let me know if I've helped bye